Welcome to Coffee Around La Mesa, our weekly Tuesday afternoon service broadcast of the United Church of Chapel Hill. During this Lenten season, it's a place of joy, fellowship, and discussion around this past Sunday's sermon. Coffee Around La Mesa, or tea as the case may be, or that real green stuff that Pastor David seems to like. Whatever your chosen beverage, we're so glad you've joined us for the fun and conversation. Welcome. Good morning. How are you today? I uh, hope you're enjoying our first day of uh, spring, right? Uh, in March, it was yesterday. Second day. Of the second day of spring. Saturday. So day is very bright. Hope pollen is coming very soon. <laughs> yes. And flowers do their work in our environment. So welcome uh, back to coffee around la mesa, cafe alrededor de la mesa. Uh, this, this podcast is sponsored by United Church of Chapel Hill in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. And we appreciate and we really value the time that people is spending and listening to us and giving us opinions and, and sharing their thoughts uh, about these uh, conversations around um, topics on the Bible and on and spirituality. How are you doing, Stacy? I'm good. Do you want to share who's who's sharing our podcast? Yeah. Well, it sounds like we had like 300 yep. listens or is it listens or follows or what is it? Views People? or whatever. Views. So. Okay. So that that's pretty cool. Like that's exciting. I also feel a little bit nervous about that. Don't don't take anything that I say seriously. Oh, don't. <laughs> don't don't you start. <laughs> Just dismiss it uh, if it doesn't stay for you. Um, no, yeah, we're really excited to have friends who are um, giving us good feedback and um, just being willing to chat with us. Um, I think it's especially interesting uh, with some of my friends who you know, aren't members of our church or who don't go to our church, and then they're still willing to um, chat with me and... Um, I don't know, just kind of process some of this. Like, I really, I really appreciate that part. Um, and I, we also appreciate all the people at our church that are willing to chat with us. Um, Debbie Newton, we had some good conversations with her on Facebook this past week, I think. Um, Annie, of course, like, you know, it was just really good, like hearing their feedback. And um, yeah, I don't know. We're all on a journey together and we all get to be alive at this time to to do yeah. this work together and and there's something very meaningful about that so um some people have has asked me if we can do this uh live um like a facebook live oh uh, we could yeah um we so could. we yeah we could we, you know yeah. we, don't, we don't know but uh because i mean we do see. this i mean basically we do this live we record it but we've never edited anything. Which, so you, that's which, probably very which obvious. Which we probably, we probably should have. <laughs> no, 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 no. We'll never edit. Never. So if that's your uh, camera, or, or, uh, can like uh, transmit. I'll do a live light. feed. I'll figure it out. Yeah, we could do it. If okay. not this one, I've got others. Okay. So that's something to think about. Um, we should do like an RSVP and make sure like people come to it because otherwise, I don't know. And then we have to navigate like all, you know, answering everybody's questions and stuff, which could well, be fun. I mean, You're good at that. I mean, you do that every Sunday. Absolutely. After your sermon, sure. right? Like you navigate everybody's sure. questions and comments well, somehow. Well, here's how this would work because people don't realize that right behind this camera, we've got like a, you know, 47-inch 
flat screen TV. And all the comments will just come up on the TV. So we'll just be staring at it and go like, oh, OK, well, Johnny, this is what we think about that. What a great question. So no. that's, well, that's really nice. plausible. Well, we'll think about it. Everyone here is more techie than me. But for now, keep looking um, on Spotify or wherever you find your podcast. Um, you, we're always on the UCCH um, and La Mesa Facebook sites. We post on our personal yeah. sites and just comment there and like, yeah, give us feedback. We appreciate it. You can also, I mean, David, you mentioned some people um, don't want to be public and that's awesome. That's great. That's fine. Um, so just, yeah, talk to us personally. We love it. We love hearing from friends about what's going on. Um, we are going to jump into it today. Yeah. And, uh, and by the way, if somebody wants to have a, a, the mug of La yes. Calm, so you can just type in your comments and then we'll try to do to send you by mail one of the mugs so what's about what about you ben how was your weekend oh man the weekend was fantastic yeah you uh, went to the beach you got away we went to the beach now the reason why we went to the beach was a reward for candace and i my wife and i um got our first covid vaccine and uh as a as a celebration we went to the beach and it was just lovely. We ended up, we were gonna just do one night and we decided, you know what? We can move our schedules around and whatnot and we stayed for two. And yeah, it nice. was lovely and we had a very nice, relaxed drive back home and we had seafood, you know, the two nights that we were there. So it was lovely. Awesome. And, and then I got to play with all my new gadgets. Um, you know, because we are stewards of God's creation, I decided I'm not going to do any more internal combustion engine, small engine stuff, you know, so the mower, the, the air blower, all of that stuff, the cultivator, I now have battery operated stuff. So, and so I had a lot of fun with that over the weekend with all my new gadgets. So I've got a blower where I can blow all my leaves all over the place, and I've got a mower <laughs> that mows the lawn, and it, it was great fun. So, so I had a great time. So you so, got fun. And awesome. David, you had a retreat. How was your retreat? Uh, it was very good. Yep. It was it was very interesting. Um, he was very hungry. Very, I, I do. I did um, uh, some fasting, um, and um, and I feel very good. So it was it was very intense. Uh, very into the connection with myself and your inner self. So it was very good. So let's go back to the text of this week. Um, yes, yes, Jeremiah, so can Old you, Testament. Can you make a little summary of that? Oh, sure. Uh, a small, uh, Jeremiah, chapter 31, verse 31 through 34 or 35, something like that. But basically, it's really talking about a new promise that God makes to us. He speaks to Jeremiah and tells him about the first covenant that he had with the people that he uh, released from Egypt and they went on to Israel, um, you know, the people of Israel and Judah. And he says, I'm now, you know, but they broke that promise. I am now going to, but I still loved them even though they kept on breaking those promises. And we talked about that with our previous uh, uh, scriptures that we've talked about where they were constantly making mistakes and they would yell back at God and they told Moses, hey, why are so you that's meandering? A story last, uh, yeah. No, 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 that's oh, okay. from previous. But okay. we've talked about how God's chosen folks were always making mistakes. But God, and, some, and my you know, Mr. Optimism here, everlasting love from God. No, but you're confusing me. So the okay. passage of just yesterday passage was about what? 
That was Jeremiah 31, uh-huh. verses 31 through 34. Okay. And where there's this new promise, this new covenant, that in the words from the Bible, I will write this new covenant on the hearts of all of us. Yeah. And it's and so that you do not have to teach your neighbor, so that you don't need to teach your, your sons and daughters and relatives they will know that God loves them, that God is always with them. I think it's one of the most important passages that you will find in the Old Testament, absolutely. And it speaks to this new day, this new covenant coming. Um, So there that is, and it's talking about, that's really it. There's your summary. That really does it all. Yeah, that's good. Uh, The thing is that I was thinking about the the passage is that... um, Jeremiah is a, is a kind of very interesting prophet. He, oh, yeah. he is very young. We assume that it was very young because he, he's, a very, he's complaining to a lot during the book. Absolutely. Uh, and he, he all the time is complaining to God. I think it's because he's so young that he doesn't understand very well. Mm-hmm. But the situation of the passage is written when Israel is in exile. And, and they, the, the, the problem that God says is that that God sees on them is that they be, they became worshippers of a lot of idols, mm-hmm. and and God it feels like oh my gosh, they now worshiping another idols over there in Babylon, and they have forgotten that they have a a covenant with me, mm-hmm. so God feels frustrated about that, and God says well, what can I do with these people? So I just. Long time ago, I did to their parents, I gave them this covenant, mm-hmm. but now they failed. They have broke the, broken the covenant and now have to do something different. The thing is this with covenant, is the covenant is the relationship between you and I. So let's get into covenant. It's like, I'm going to give you this. Do you agree with that? And then you say, sure, mm-hmm. like, like I do, right? So it's like a marriage is a covenant. So both parts are in agreement. Mm-hmm. The problem with these passages is that it seems like God never asked them for the mm. I do. Mm. Does it make sense? It's well, like that all the time God is saying, these are the Ten Commandments. Uh-huh. And that's, that's it. You don't have comments here. You don't have to discuss the Ten Commandments. Does it make sense? Yeah, it's you're, like, you're well, saying that say there's not the, a mutuality there's not a mutuality in the creation of the covenant and then the agreement to follow it. So there's two places where we're lacking. We're lacking in creating it together and then we're lacking in staying committed to it together. And it sounds to me like God is just this wounded lover, right? God is like, has this heart and this love for these people. And, and, And I think even in the scripture, God says something along the lines of, uh, of marriage. Like you, like you mentioned, you know, I, I am the husband. Yeah. Right. Like that's how God, that's, there's some with partnership and, uh, really, really feels betrayed and wounded. So I think your, your point is, is a pause. Wait a minute. <laughs> Were we married? Did we agree to this? Did we actually agree to this or not? Because one party can't 
agree and and you say this so often and i'm and because i know you i know this is a thing for you like you know love is only love when it is free when it is freely freely chosen um and if it's just put on you or if it's there's these expectations then then that's not love right like that i know that's something that you you said and um it sounds like you're seeing the godhead as doing that to the people love works only in situations of freedom and mutuality Immutuality. There right. are many things that both of you are saying, but I have to say your basic premise, I disagree with. One. This Wait, is, which part? Which, which part of the premise? premise? Let me finish. The part is your premise that a covenant is contract law. This is not a contract where both of us agree. This is God reaching out and saying, well, let's put it in 21st century terms. So God this is imposing, is, imposing is, law. God is not making a contract. God is making a promise. It does not have to be mutual. God simply says, I will love you no matter what. It's just a continuation, but a well, what about but the expectation no, part of it? But, that but God's. One, what about the expectation part of it that God seems to have? He in puts this? no expectation. Yes, yes he does. it is. No. He, he says, says you no, failed. I'm going to punish you if you he's, don't do this. He's, no, he, says, he's, he says they that failed him. That was the him. previous covenant. If you do not do what I wish, I will punish you, and that is what he did. You know, there's the whole part about the scripture about you know your parents will eat the sour grapes and their children will pucker. I got that, but that is over. You, and even says, you do not need to recite this proverb anymore. That's over with. I have a new covenant, and this new covenant is, I will write upon your hearts that I, God, who, who, love you forever. Who, because if yeah. you tell me, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write this law in your heart, and I say, wait a minute, Ben. I love you so much, but who's giving you permission to do that? It That's is not a, a covenant at all. It's, it's no different than me telling you or you, I love you. That doesn't mean you have to bring it in return. I don't have to have that come back to me. I am saying, I love you no matter what. I love you no matter what. And you will make mistakes. I have seen the history of you making all mistakes. But I love you. And that is my new covenant. And I will not try to punish you if you don't follow what I ask you to do. Okay, so we which hear, we the, hear previous, the unconditional love part, Which was love the previous ben? contract that we had from before. But That's why, now remember, this is Ben Szilard, again, being Mr. <laughs> Optimist. But that's how I read this story. Okay, I just want to like... <laughs> I want to help. Tra I just what you. I know what you're saying. I know where you're coming from. Debbie. And I hear what he's saying too. No, no, no. Absolutely. But like he is. I saying, just don't agree with it. Right, but like you're saying unconditional love. I'm gonna give it to you. Okay, so we're all okay with that. Yeah. But the part where you say God says whoever says I'm going to write it on your hearts. I'm going to. Um, bring it to your house. I'm going to meet you at the thing. Like the, the part where there is an agree, where there's a, where it, it involves the other person. Mm -hmm. That's what you're saying no, no. to. Yeah, right. but then you're leaving out the other element that is part of the Trinity. This is really the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that teaches us that we inherently know what is good and what is bad. 
And generally, what is good is hard to do. That uh, is. That, I think we, that's might, I think how we I... might be talking about something else. No, 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 no. no, think, no, no, no. What the, the point with the story is that God is saying, right. "Hey, that covenant didn't work." Exactly. Now I'm gonna try a new covenant, mm-hmm. but God is still insisting with yeah. these same people who doesn't understand about covenants, mm-hmm. and seems like they don't like covenants. They don't really, at least. At least they don't agree with God's way of doing covenants. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is how, how much do, uh, I understand what you're saying in terms of I'm going to love you no matter what. But I don't, I will say it this way. I heard many people saying, I'm going to love you no matter what. And that kind of love is very toxic. Why? Tell I'll me tell why. You what, because there's a lot of people who said, I love you, and they don't leave you alone. They don't give space for you to develop and grow. They think that the sense of love mm-hmm. has to do with emotional kidnapping. Does it make sense? So this, this type in of... In extreme situations, this, absolutely. But in this particular case, and I think this is, you know, this is how it speaks to me today. Yeah, but if you tell me, I'm going to write, well, that, word, that covenant didn't work for us. He's just simply so I'm gonna saying. Go, I'm going to do another, th- another covenant and say, wait, wait, can I raise your hand there as God? Can I raise my hand? I don't like covenant, have a covenant with you, okay, first. Second is, if we failed in that covenant, right. it's because we intentionally. I thought, we, I thought there wasn't any failure, though. Well, the, the thing is that, again, for in my, right. my perspective, right. love only works in situations of freedom, real love. So if I can if gives... I have expectations and I'm pushing you to love me no matter what, hmm, that's very suspicious. To he me. didn't say, I want you to love me. He simply says, I love you. And if I and say, when he says, I don't want you and, to and... love me. <laughs> And then when you get to the point, yeah, and then when you get to the point where you say, well, I didn't give you permission to write that on my heart. Oh my God, you guys, I'm dying here. All that is, is like, I'm letting you know, you guys are, I'm letting you all know, people of Israel and Judah, that I love you. I am not requiring you to love me back. I'm just letting you know that I love you. And if you break that covenant, as opposed to my last, but how you how people wait, wait, wait. how but they as, break as a covenant? That last contract, I'm not going to smite you. But how which they we see break all co- throughout the Old Testament. But here in Jeremiah, for the very first time, he is saying there are no consequences as a result so, because so all of no, your sins will be taken away. So if there's no consequences, yep, don't don't call it covenant. Because if then we have to look, then we have to really get theological, which is what we don't want to do in this podcast, this video cast. No, we do. We will, Bring it. No, no, no. Just, we're going to talk. Say, about, say we're trying to talk about how do we how do we apply these words in this his, in, in this old archaic text, and how do we apply it today on March twenty third, twenty twenty one. How do we do that? Okay. Well, then and, you're moving so, forward. No, but, uh, yeah, no, no, and, no. But that's really where we're at. It's like, how do I take this today? And it's basically saying, God has told us, I will no longer punish you. You are already saved. 
And that time is coming. And that is one of the most glorious lines that I have seen in the Bible. It makes me but very it, happy to that, see that. That line but, of, and what I will it, never punish you, what amazes really is me not in the, is, is not that in the you prophets. find that this is a toxic situation. That's what surprises me. Oh, that shouldn't surprise you coming from him. Well, that shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> that shouldn't. Because this is so, this is so, like, I love what you're saying. Right. And I, I'm, I'm like trying not to die laughing right now. <laughs> um, because we all have our own stuff that we bring to scripture. Absolutely. So, so I can see right through what David's saying. I know where he's coming from in this. Yeah. And, because I know him. And right. so, like... His value is his freedom beyond all things. Okay. And so if someone comes to him, it's okay if I talk about you this way? Sure, sure. Just don't ventilate my... (laughs) Let's say that. But but does God take away his freedom in this promise? In this... Yes. It's almost as if... If you want me to tell you, I will. Okay, go ahead. I want to hear this. Or you can talk for yourself. I'm really interested. But I think that some people... And I think it, I and I think what, one thing that is valuable for you as an individual is your freedom. And the minute you feel pinned down, or told what to do, or have someone have expectations of you, you that for you is just like the deal is off. I want nothing to do with this. And don't try to say it to say, to to do it in the name of love. Yes, and don't try to do it in the name of love or compassion or care because you, I mean, that is like, that is you, that's like you uh, repel that. Like you hate that. I think so anybody I know that about would, you. would repel from that. No, 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 no. Anybody, no, no, that's not true. Kidnapped. That's you're not true. Not anybody would repel for that. There are people who love that. True. But personally, our dear friend here, that's his least favorite. Right. So when we're talking about um, an, an individual right? We're all approaching scripture. We're all approaching God as individuals. And I had this really great talk with my friend Skip, uh, probably like over a year ago. And he, he and I were talking about, um, how we relate to our parents. And he was like, and we were talking about how, like, I relate to my dad. Yes. I have a younger brother and I have a younger sister, but my dad and I have our own unique relationship. And, and I love my dad and my mom and I, we have our own unique relationship, even though I have a brother and I have a sister. My sister's, you know, has always been much closer to my mom than me. And so like, none of us can have this perspective where we're like, this is the relationship to God. This is it. Right. Because you come to me with unconditional love. You want to make plans with me. You want to write something on my heart. I'm at the tattoo parlor with you. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, I like want to put me, a tattoo in your skin. Oh, I want and it I'm, exactly. and I right wanna, here. But I want to ask you permission to do that. But you would hate that. Sure. And so, like for me, I'm like, um, can, yeah, I'll, I'll meet you there at 3:30. Right. You know, like I am down. Right. For it, like that is my favorite. Like yes, right. like love me like that. Show up for me. Right. Write something on my body physically, like. I'll get a tattoo with your name on it. You right. know, I mean, probably not, but you know what I mean? Like, exactly. I'm in. And so like, I hear where you're coming from and like what you're saying. Yep. And I'm Be- beginning to see where he's coming but from. His is the, but he, but he, but who he is personally. And we're, I'm not attacking you in any way. Like, and I'm not saying anything that you're feeling is, is wrong or inappropriate. It's just, it's so beautiful to see how like we like, like how our everything has shaped us to be who we are so right. that we, when we stand before someone who says, I want to make a covenant agreement with you, the biggest thing that David is saying, right. which, which needs to be heard um, in the, the 21st um, century is consent. Mm. 
Right. That you want to make an agreement that is consensual and you want to stick with it as long as it's consensual. So for the people of Israel and Judah, when God says, I make this new covenant and I, you know, and maybe it's a poor choice of words by God as written by Jeremiah in the Bible, he says, I will write this on your heart. And what you're basically saying is, I didn't give you permission to do that. I don't want your love. I'm not interested. It's the same, it's the same action that Adam and Eve had. Right. You know what they did is God told them, I prepared all this garden for you. Exactly. I gave you everything, but the only tree you won't touch is this one. Exactly. And you know what they said? No, we don't like that. Exactly. So we're living the we're in exile now. Right. And they say, What? I gave you all of this. It's good, it's beautiful. Do you don't want it? Exactly. And they say, No, we're going to exile. We want to do ourselves. Right. We want to we want to discover. We ourselves. want our freedom. We we want that. And we exactly. and see you later. And of course God It's says, also the prodigal son. Yeah, and God says, well, okay. the prodigal and, 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 and God says, yeah. Well, it seems like I'm going I'm going with you. And God follows them. It's not them following God. It's yeah. God following them. Absolutely. It's like, this is what I Which we see with Jesus and the, and the one sheep that gets away and the other 99 are already in the flock. I will come out and I will rescue and, you. And, and, and for I, this, I, I where can they see. say, I don't give you consent to write your love on my heart, God's response is, that's fine. I will wait. I am everlastingly patient. Well, and that's, that's a Pretty beautiful way to say it. Yep. But in real life, when you have to make a decision like Adam and Eve did, and, and Israel is doing, right. it's like, okay, God, we try you. But it doesn't, it's not working. It's not working out. You know, <laughs> so because other nations, they have their own kings. Exactly right. And they have tried. And, and we, we see how they succeed are successful on this. Exactly. We, we don't like this idea of being having judges or prophets. Right. So and they they want to be like the other nations and right. and God again says, Oh, oh I see what you're doing. Okay, I'm gonna give you the king. Right. I said, God, leave us alone. You know, we <laughs> we want to choose our king. And I said, no, I'm gonna give you the king. So God is this in I said in the Hebrew Bible. I'm not saying that God is like that. Yeah, right? Exactly right. But I'm just saying that God in the Hebrew Bible is very obnoxious. He's, uh, he's <laughs> yeah. very, well, he's pers- the God the God God is persistent. He stops. But to the point of I don't, emotional and, and kidnapping. You, and you could see it like that. Some people would see it like that, right? Some people would see it. I'm going to hear you. Some people would see it like that. Right. What's the flip side of that? Is it, un- is it unconditional love? Is it I will pursue you to the ends of the earth? Is it faithfulness? I mean, all these other words that we've heard to describe love or God or lovers. I mean, is it any of those things? Or, or, is, or is it really? Or is God a stalker? Yeah, is or is it is it or is it is it inappropriate? Leave me alone. Is it inappropriate? Hey, I don't want your love. Leave me alone. Just be gone. Well, and not even and let's not even. We don't even have to go as far as I don't want your love. I mean, we can just even take it down a notch and say, thank you for your love. Mm -hmm. Thank you for your care. I'm going to do these things now. Yeah. Right. Or. There's just no chemistry. 
I'm not feeling what you feel. And I'm done. <laughs> and, and, and even and, if there is chemistry, you still just, might want your space. Exactly. Right. I want to clarify that at least the three of us, we love God and we have this personal relation with God, whatever that relationship is. So I do have my special love for God, and, and, and God knows that I cannot have a life without God in my life. So what I'm saying is this, this interpretation, these this passages are conflicting with my understanding of love or my understanding of covenant. Sure. Right. Because even, even the passage you mentioned that Roger just mentioned is God says, oh man, I, I am this husband who feels so broken Right. By the actions of my wife Israel, and by the way, or yep. my husband Israel, yeah, and he says, and you go deep into these prophet, prophetic books. Yep, he really he called Israel. God calls Israel a whore. Yeah, a prostitute. So there is a wound. And that's a different conversation, right? About how you are using right this feminist or image of a feminine uh, a woman image. To, to be very, um, to refer in bad ways to Israel. Right? Yeah, especially when that person or those people never actually committed to monogamy or faithfulness in the first place. Yeah, right. right? Yeah. I mean, let, let's get, let's get, if we want to well, get real, we can get real. That's, that's the whole yeah. thing about the Old Testament. So, I mean, like you said, Testament. there's yeah. not a consensual relationship there, perhaps. So there's no thing that says, I was faithful to you, I was committed to you. Like, why was that ever an expectation? Yeah, if you see from the woman as theologian, as a woman as theologian, you will see, oh, oh, look at this God staking Israel when he wants it, staking a claim. Yeah, yep. and then when she say no, when Israel say no, right, God multiple this times just says you're a whore. Because you have adored other idols, you're a whore, and this you cannot leave me because I'm now going to make you a new promise. I've turned over a new leaf, and, then, and I will still love you, and you will know me no matter what. But I will because say, I've tattooed my, but, my entity but, upon you. But this relation that the, prof, the prophets in the Bible <laughs> gives, this relationship between God and Israel in the prophets, yep. it it's goes to the line, to the edge of an abusive relationship. Yep. And any womanist theologian will tell you, that a real man won't, won't treat a or woman partner, that a way. Or a partner of any sort. It doesn't have so to be exactly. male. The way God is treating Israel as a woman is a very bad way. Well, Even when they said, when he said, I love you so much. Exactly. I love you. My love will be eternal love. No, you don't treat a person like that. Yep. Because that's not love. And this goes back to the fact that the Bible, in and of itself, no matter what, interpretation or language that you see it written in, it is a troublesome text. It has always been a troublesome text. You know, it is never easy. You know it that conflicts with itself on a regular basis. And it is, if you look at it straight for what it is, it, it, there's so much that can get you incredibly upset with it. But I you know that you. Uh, my, my dear friend, and this is and where the belief comes in. A professor of Old Testament uh, of Hebrew Bible in, in Lancaster, uh, Julia O'Brien, uh, she wrote a wonderful book about um, this um, the relationship within God as a man and Israel as a woman in the prophetic, especially in Micah. The, the thing is that she, 
she claimed basically that how how this how how terrified she is in how these writers were using God as an abusive man. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and to the point of some of the books, you can see that God is telling Israel, as a woman, you are in a corner waiting for your clients. Right. So that kind of image, wow. uh, oh, oh, I'm gonna have, even, even some of the prophetic books speaks about God as raping, as rape mm -hmm. Israel. So that's cruel. So what I'm saying is this, when we don't, we, well, we're not careful about how is this, what is the intention of the writers or in putting Israel as a woman who has been, who, who has no rights at all. Right. So, because that's the thing, as you were mentioned, historically, mm -hmm. women, those days, they didn't have any right. They yeah, were property. No they, there's no consent. They were collected And they were writing basis. about Israel as a woman with no rights at all. I'm going to, I make covenant with you. And, and they said, wait, but I don't want having a, having a covenant with my abuser. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't right. want, I won't get that's out of not, here. That's not what a covenant is. And, it's, yeah. and they, and God said, but I love you. I don't really care if you love me, love me if you're not. hurting me. I'm not interested. That's not love. If you take it and you and you look at it from you know modern day relationship standpoints, yes, you basically say, "I got it. You love me, but I don't love you back. I there's no chemistry. I'm not <laughs> interested in you. You're not even attractive to me. You you know just like the Israelites said you know in last week or you're... two weeks ago where they're saying like I'm done with this. I'm complaining. Moses, you like get this guy." out of my space. I don't even like the food you cook. This mana is just a pain. In, I, I'm bored with it. It's true, Stop right. it already. Let me cook my own food. Yeah. So there's this push and pull. There's this tug that goes on all the time. And but I have who? to say, you know, that, you know, God is a stalker. Really, man, we're in trouble now. But, you know, it, it, it kind of fits. It's like you just won't go away. You just won't go away. Okay. So my, I'm going to give us a pause for a second. <laughs> Let's just imagine. Okay. We've, we've definitely, I, I, I never want to be on the side of the offender. Suspend reality. Now. Thanks go God. <laughs> um, but let's, but like, let's, okay. Let's, I just want to take God's like stuff down a notch and look at Israel or whoever we're talking about today. And how, like, did God really like just misunderstand? I mean, what's up with someone, something, some being who imagines that they do love this group of people, person, whatever? How have they been so confused or lost or misled or like does god just have some mental illness i mean what what was ever conveyed to god we've already said that god that in god many would, cases is bipolar right like where like where does i mean but like no there's no there's not a healthy person who is going to invest all of their stuff in this person who doesn't love them back i mean that's that's foolish and and probably and you know we're saying god's toxic yes but like like where like where where is the information coming from 
where God would ever imagine that there would be a covenant agreement or love would be shared or that there was chemistry. Like, like, do you, do you hear what I'm saying? I'm not trying yes. to defend the oppressor yep. at this point. I mean, like if somebody, yep. you know, I, I, you guys, let me, t- let, let me tell you difference. this. Let me tell Go you ahead. this. This is, this is my life. I took my daughter out to get a, a veggie burger this weekend and we pulled into the parking lot and there was a man yelling at this woman at her van and he wouldn't stop. And, but, and my daughter, my middle daughter, I was like, yeah, I was like, can you just wait one second? And she was like, yeah. And I walked over to them and I've never, I never have done this. I don't do this. And I said, are you, are you guys okay? And he was like, this is none of your business. And he was videotaping her. And they were doing an exchange of their, of their child who was in a wheelchair and, you know, just, oh, it was so hard to watch this. He's yelling at her. He's berating her. He has this video camera. And I said, I said, do you feel safe? Are you okay? And she said, no, I don't. And I said, I'll stand here as long as you want me to. And he's like, I've got you on video. You can get out of here. And I was like, he's like, this is none of your business. And I said, anytime a woman doesn't feel safe or is feeling threatened, it is my business. And I said, do you want me to call the police? And he's, he, and they're literally at the police station. This happened in Hillsborough. You know where it is. Mm-hmm. And she said, she said, yes. Wow. So I called 911 on behalf of this lady yep. with my 13-year-old daughter watching. And I said, there's a, there's a man who's yelling at a woman. She doesn't feel safe. I just tried to be very factual, my old social work skills. And... And they said, can you give us a description of him? And I said, yes, he has a Proud Boys shirt on. And the guy starts yelling at me about that. Oh, Constitution, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm just doing factual information. He has a yellow shirt on and a ponytail. So the police come out. They break it up. The guys, I mean, his disposition changed so much that moment when the cop came. It was, it was weird to watch. It was like crazy. So he takes his kid and they, they go over. And the man comes over to me, the, the police officer, and he's like, there's nothing we can do. You know, they were verbally having a conflict. He, we can't arrest somebody for calling someone stupid. And I said, I hear you. And we talked for a while. And my daughter and I were talking about it afterwards. And she like high-fived me. She was like, good job, mom. And I was like, I'm sorry you had to watch that. And she said, and I said to her, at one point they loved each other. Like, here are these people who are fighting in front of their child who, who the, the mom is having to lift the child and put them in the wheelchair the kid was probably 10 the guy's just yelling at her and berating her like while she's doing this and I said at one point they they did probably love each other they they probably created this child together they may have been married whatever this is there was a time where they loved each other and now it's this right and so I just have this I just have this curiosity about the whole, I created a covenant agreement with you. It didn't work. I'm going to do this now. I want to write my name on your heart. Like, what was their relationship? How was the relationship or what was the relationship? Yeah, both. Thank you. How and what was it that God loved this person to the point, these people, obviously, that, that you would want that tattoo on your chest? And you know that the, the end of the story is according to the prophets, is that God says, 
I'm going to leave you alone. I'm going to leave you alone. It's like at the end of the story, of course, Jesus and New Testament Christianity began to create right. a new idea Absolutely. about this relationship, right? Because at the end of the days, at the end of Revelations, the book of Revelations, God, what does is just to, I'm going to bring a new, a new, a new Jerusalem. <laughs> right. It's like, I'm going to create a new stuff because this is, is not working. Oh, yeah. God's like, let's burn this shit down. But do you hear my, do you hear what my perspective, though? Of absolutely. Like, where, like, where were they? Like, what was their relationship at some point where it was so beautiful that God believed something about it? Absolutely. So, and I think that now, at this moment, it will be wonderful to see what is our take from this thing. Because I think you're, you're touching very deep roots here. When you ask that question, is what love means for us in, in terms of our relationship with God or anyone else? You know. So what do you take from the passage? Uh, well, I, th I think the fundamental difference, because you ask, what was inherently a part of this covenant, this love, yeah. before and with this new covenant? Right. And I think what's, and, and you, it's a touching story, absolutely. And those, that man and woman, and probably their child, they did love each other at some point. Or maybe it was just lust, but they have a sense of commitment to raising this child together. And that's still love, even though you look at it and it's ugly to see from the outside, but at least they are there going through that difficulty. That's part of what life is. Doing the right thing is hard. And it can sometimes absolutely be ugly. And we see that constantly time and time and time again in the Bible. What's fundamental in this story, in this scripture with Jeremiah, what is the core of this relationship is that if we are to believe, God is speaking to his favorite creation. God, I created you. That's the difference. I think it's one thing to say, you know, oh, we can talk about it in terms of a marriage, but it's not that. This is about God talking to and relating to and everlastingly loving God's own creation, his favored creation, favorite of all. I have that, a problem with that. And I think that's I have what a problem we have to that. sit with and truly understand. I have a problem with favored creations and and. God oh, having sure. favorite people. Right, because yeah, oh, there's totally, a narcissistic I hate it piece to that, right? I, I, I just don't like that. When it's yeah. like, oh, people of Israel and Judah, yeah, but you are my favorite you know over the... Because yeah. they constantly come back when they're complaining to God saying, oh, well, thank you for but helping how can us, God have but will you help me you know, banish... Well, and there's also that whole thing within narcissistic personality yeah. disorder so, about yeah, what, what you take from that, uh, from the passage... Um, good question. Um, it's deep. Yeah, it is. And, um, and this conversation has just been very interesting um, to have. And then that experience that I had yesterday um, with these people who were once, you were, you were once beloved. Like knowing that. And you know, you guys know me. I mean, I had a love story. I married the love of my life. And we were married for 21 years and blah, blah, blah. And now he ba like basically doesn't speak to me. And I don't think I'm an evil, terrible person who deserves not to be spoken to. Mm -hmm. um, 
and I never, I just never could have ever imagined that our life wouldn't be at least amicable. I mean, when I knew we weren't supposed to stay married for, I knew we were supposed to not stay married for the betterment of ourselves and our family. I just assumed we would stay amicable. And so I am still shocked by the fact that that, that, that isn't happening. That's still no. very hard for me to come that's, to terms with every single day of my life. That's great. Like on a, yeah, like on like a six hour basis, I think about it. Um, mm-hmm. And so um, learning what it means to be, to be, like you said, the person who gives somebody so much space when you really actually <laughs> need to make decisions together. That's a whole nother story. Um, but yeah, what is love? What is it? What does love look like? What is true authentic and and yeah I've, i use the word unconditional love i feel unconditional love for for some people in my life um, one type of love there's a wide range of mm. loves yeah sure and but, there's quintessential love and then there's love that's troubled mm-hmm. i think that i use the word unconditional love in a way that probably isn't as healthy as i imagine that it is and so i think that's something that i'm learning yeah. about and um i think another thing that i'm learning about is my own self-respect and um, let the people, the people who actually do care for me and who are faithful and who, who love me unconditionally, like, um, you know, letting those people in as opposed to like waiting or hoping um, for something that isn't reality and, and isn't happening. And that's really, really hard for me. If I have invested in something or someone and it has been, chemistry and sparks and beauty and love and growth then then to be like okay that doesn't exist anymore or that's done i'm like wait what no yeah, no, no it's that's not hard. Like, okay and that's not, hard what does it say to, for, to, for, for you me, how does for, the scripture me, speak it's, to it's, you i can see this god learning how to love somebody this god of jeremiah is learning how to love he said, I did try intellectually, the intellectual love. It's like, I'm going to write the law and the covenant. In a, and I assumed you were understanding this in a very intellectual way. It's like you're saying, it's like, oh, I have an investment here. Yeah. And that's for me, for David. I think that's a dangerous position because it's a capitalist way of 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 approaching love. It's like are you saying are you saying that I'm a white American? No, lover? I'm saying that if <laughs> but it, the, it, but call goes, me out, it's fine. But that, it goes back to the contract law. That, that I'm gonna invest not a contract, in it's you. A it means okay. Uh, I'm a, if I'm investing love in you. I expect from you to have some profits, right? I, I want a return, so that, exactly. So that's that's. Of course, we are trying to read the passage. <laughs> I'm in a, a terrible very American. Capitalistic 21st century thing. Exactly. But what I'm seeing in the passage is God is just having this intellectual try for centuries and didn't work. And they right. say, well, now I want to try something different. I'm going to try a little bit more emotional. I'll, I'll, be mo- I'll go emotional, I'll go to your heart. Right. So you don't have to write a document or something printed. Or chisel it out on stone. No, it, it will be in your heart. So it exactly. depends. On, 
And then you will see that, okay, God, are you sure you want to do that? Because <laughs> we humans are so changeable emotionally. Oh, we, yeah. have, we feel things today and tomorrow, we, as you said, people who love and, and they, they show all this love and next day they don't call each other. So that's, that's, that's very the, the problem of, of the emotional love. So now I can see that God is moving from this intellectual to emotional love, uh, and, but he's trusting that this will work. At the end of the day, of course, you will continue reading the Hebrew Bible, and you will say that that didn't work neither. either. So It's so, just pure so, love. So it's it's just, not any other type so of love. So we will continue this conversation, maybe in other passages, about to discover and peeling the onion and to see where we go with that. But, um, but what is my last take with this is that God is trying. God is trying to learn how to love. Mm. Uh, and, and I think that's a beautiful image to me. It's like, yeah. it's like no, I, I don't think he's I trying. Think, even I even though I have my this. We don't recognize God's love. But what I'm that's, saying is that's that. That's what it comes for me. We as fallible, favored creations of God. But you're still with not, you're I know I got that. Even if you take out favored, we are creations of God and we still don't fully understand God's love. Well, That's what my, I my take with, is because is, it's everlasting. It's pure love. And we don't have to do anything in return. My, my, it's not capitalist. We don't have to give God return on that investment. So sure. it would be nice but you are still forgiven, okay. no matter what. So and that's my, what I said. My, my take was that this God of Jeremiah is, is learning how to love his, his nation, whatever. So the thing is that, is that, does that work the same for us? Are we still in this learning process of discovering love? And how to love others. Are we, you know, are like, we learning like that? Like the writer Chapman says, you know, is this idea of five languages of love? Maybe we need to try to, to learn how, is, how the other likes to be yes. loved yeah. and not likes to be cared of. Yeah. So say hello to people and let's <laughs> see you next week. All right. all the we always we, we just run out of time. We always yes. do. But so, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's us learning. I think, or I don't think it's God learning about love. It's us learning about love. I don't know. I like, I like this new idea. Uh, that's for hey, Bye. thank you so much. Bye. Check us out on Facebook and continue the conversation with us. Absolutely. See, please. The comments who, have been awesome. Who is learning to love? Let us know what you think. <laughs> that's a good one. Okay.